This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Let's go! Bingetown people! We are so excited to talk about the second to last episode of The 100 ever, Season 7, Episode 15, The Dying of the Light, and what a penultimate it was. With us, we've got Luke, Jimmy, Kyle, and the one and only uh, Jason Diaz. Jason, saw, dude. The one and only. I like the intro. Hello, hello. <laughs> Thanks for letting me hijack your uh, penultimate episode here. No, we the pleasure is ours, yeah. Because you were such a pivotal character for the show and for all of our heroes. It was awesome that you wanted to be on this podcast with us. Well, thanks, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, what the... So much Levitt FaceTime. I think you had the most FaceTime of everybody. I was... I, was I did. Saying, I was saying that I was mad. What was it? Last episode when they were in the MCAP room. And I'm like, why isn't Levitt at least in the background? Give him a little they FaceTime. They can't afford him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I said, well, like, for me, because Levitt disappeared after uh, episode 11. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, and I don't get the uh, the script for the episodes that I'm not in. And so I was like, oh, whatever, they must be on Sanctum or something. But no, they were chilling on Bardo and Levitt was yeah, just right. to be seen, so. I Before we get into it, I was like, that chick, the one-eyed chick with the thing. <laughs> the uh, I was like, is this the first girl that has spoken on bardo that's not like from our group besides the kids i was like it's so weird to see a girl right now i feel like we've seen her in other episodes really no there was another one the oh, one that levitt what? gives all that sass to in episode 11 oh yes yes i remember that <laughs> okay i just like so many dudes on bardo yeah, that's true they need to have more of those ugly baby girls <laughs> this is wh- this is why Levitt fell so hard for Octavia. He's like, what <laughs> the <laughs> hell is this? <laughs> Good point. Yeah. So this episode, we're gonna rip through all of the Raven Murphy Namori Jackson scene, and then we'll go to the other Clark Bunker and Bardo. Yeah, because that flows into itself. So we're gonna make sure yeah. we're just gonna get the standalone storyline, and then we'll flow into the main part of this. But we're gonna start with the the Samori stuff because this is the first time I shed tears all season. Yeah. I I usually cry at the show, but this is the first time I've cried. Yeah, so it's the direct aftermath of the Bardo bomb that went out and Miller kind of saved the day there. And what we see is Murphy's just waking up. He's kind of concussed. He's he's like, you know, shaking up. Hot. His first thing he's looking (laughs) for, of course, is going to be Amori. And all of this structure is just like on top of her. I'm freaking out. Oh, but yeah. I know she's getting some lines because of the trailer. So um, I have a little bit of hope. <laughs> Boy, but, did she have lines. Yeah, she was just she like was cracking jokes left and right. I, this is like phenomenal acting from this whole crew. I, I, every time we left to go to like the Levitt Clark stuff, I was like, okay, and was take a breather. And then when they bring it back, my anxiety would just like shoot back up. It was mm-hmm. like I was watching two completely different shows. Right. Yeah, we've been ending these last couple episodes with deaths. So I for sure thought we were getting another one here. So that's why the the you know the tension's just through the roof. And like we don't know who's gonna make it through this episode. We have one left. There's no way she dies. I I thought that when she's having the little talk with Raven, halfway through that talk, I there's thought that. she was definitely dying. Yeah. And then I, I live tweeted it too. And then I took it back when I saw that it was like getting a little bit closer, but I was like, Oh my gosh, she's dying. 
Okay. I uh, I have loved the uh, Murphy Amori stuff all season. It's like the the best love story, but it's also it reminds me of like the hundred like wittiness. It it brings you back to like grounded those two. It feels like old school the hundred with them. Well, the best thing about the show has always been the characters and our main characters, and then seeing Murphy and Amori just love each other and go through this journey has been a treat for us. And seeing it at the end now, especially with all the fucking chaos that's going on around them and they're still holding on strong is a nice little light in the darkness for us. Amori was my MVP this episode. Sorry, Jason. I don't know, man. I'm going to let you finish, but Amori had the best performance of all time. Yeah, uh, This whole episode was so many good performances, to be honest. Like, Murphy, um, Jackson, Amori, Raven, that whole side. Obviously, Levitt with with that whole thing, Maddie, mm-hmm. with her at the... Oh, man, it was crazy how good the performances were. This I don't whole even want to talk episode. about that. So we recently thing. interviewed Sachin Sahil, who plays Dr. Jackson, and what he told us was that his favorite episode at the time, which we, we did this like three or four episodes ago, his personal favorite episode of Jackson's was in the future. And right. I want to go as far to say it was definitely this one. It had to be, yeah. He crushed it, I thought. He, he really was, did. Yeah, he got a lot of screen time as well. Yeah, last episode was really good with him and Miller having that scene together and having the the heart to heart. But this was really good acting for that whole entire group. And mm. If Kathleen's crying, you know. I'm crying in the club. Yeah. I, I had a pause because I watched it this morning on the CW like website. And I had to pause and walk and get a tissue box because I was like, oh, <laughs> here come the waterworks. Every part. I mean, Murphy, there's a part where, I mean, do you want to just walk let's through start, it? Well, yeah, let's start walking through it. Okay. Well, I do love the directing of this bit of Murphy coming out because he's like slow-mo getting the like dust and debris mm-hmm. off him. I love it. And when they, when she's impaled, I'm like, fuck. Yeah. Like. They're in just how are they ever going to get out of this, which we'll get to. First but. of all, she's literally under all of it. Like it fell on her, you know, because yeah. he's like, she must be on the other side. No, it's on top of her. All of it. Raven's like, we'll make a grid. We'll make a grid. I'm like, what does that even mean? <laughs> <laughs> so this whole scene is just set up to show that there's a there's a pipe sticking through Amori's stomach. I think there's a couple of scenes in between. We flash back to here and Murphy and Jackson are cutting apart the, the bar. Sawing her out of that job. The rebar, baby. Yeah. yeah, the rebar. I didn't want to say that. Yeah. Which I don't know if that saw would have worked. Yeah. I agree. Where did you get that saw? <laughs> Seems a little easy, but that's fine because... Yeah, Jackson's a big, strong man. Yeah, after we get Amori out, we actually find out that there was a rock that was putting pressure on her leg that was also giving her another injury. And this is exactly the situation that Kane mm-hmm. had. Um, what was that in season... That was three or two Two when they two. blew up the mm-hmm. exactly the where once they village. saved him, he wasn't really saved because of the other bleeding. And that's what was going on with the Maury. She's in terrible shape now. And now the stakes start getting real. Yep. Yeah. Murphy's distracting her by telling this like little tale about drinking Joe juice as the primes. And this is the first, this is the first one that made me cry when Maury's like being a primes the first time I felt that I mattered. And he's like, you always mattered to me. Like, oh my God. <laughs> And they go right for Dr. Jackson coming over, giving, t- telling them that they need to, what is it called? Cauterize? Cauterize, Cauterize the wound. Yeah. And I thought Richard Harmon did amazing that in this face. scene. When she screams, yes. he oh, yeah. shows it so well in 100%. his acting. It was unbelievable. It's so great watching these kids grow up on this show. <laughs> oh, <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> it's incredible. Yeah, Richard, Richard was great. And so was, um, so was Louisa. Louisa played that entire episode so well. I agree with you. I think she's the MVP of this episode. She was great. But I also just love, are we talking about the whole Murphy Amori 
sequences yeah, now or are we going to go in order? Yeah, we're going to go all cool. Yeah, go for it. I just love how Amori, like the character development, which is very similar to Murphy's, where they were just survivors and are now, especially Amori right now, thinking about everybody but herself when she's about to die or potentially about to die. That's why I thought it was happening. Mm-hmm. After that speech, yeah. I was like, it's happening. Her like immense empathy for everybody but herself. It's like mm-hmm. she is just worried about everyone else but herself. But I love when Murphy's like, you're the only one in the universe that matters yeah. right now. Yeah. Like, give her all the attention. And Raven needs. reiterates mm-hmm. this. And she says, like, you're the priority. We got to find the anomaly stone and we got to open it up and take you back to Sanctum. So Dr. Jackson can use, you know, grade A medical equipment to actually heal her. And yeah. that's where we flash over to like the living quarters that we spent a lot of the prequel in. Yep. The whole squad is just going around destroying things, moving things, looking for this stone. And little do you know, it's right under the piano that Gabriel was sitting on for the Tickling last couple of keys. Tickling those ivories. <laughs> and it's a cool little uh, callback to the prequel that there's a Asgeta symbol on it because that's if the prequel does get picked up, that's 100% going to be explained to us. Yeah. Uh, we're going to find out there's going to be some origin story there. That'll be cool to see. Do we think it's going to play a part in the next episode no. or literally no. I think it was just like an Easter egg and if the prequel happens. When I saw it was a hand that was like, you gotta, you gotta find an Asgata, <laughs> cut their hand. <laughs> Where's that go? Yeah, Where's and that, that would have made sense Nyla? for the, yeah, Nyla last episode just randomly reveals that she's Asgata. That was yeah. her like sacrifice. Wow, that would have been really cool. Well, both yeah. of them are, they, either of them could have, but that's the only time they mentioned Nyla and Echo because Amori's like, Echo's Asgata, you should be worrying about her too and everyone's that's like, well, it's glad, I'm glad you mentioned them at least because yeah. they are just on the other side <laughs> they of the are just wall like, somewhere. Yeah. Drunk. Yeah, Hung hopefully he's still drunk. And just wasted. Yeah. <laughs> but I have a note that is like they're ripping a place that they're ripping apart that place like it's a fucking escape room. You're yeah. like yeah. trying to find like keys and like stupid shit under everything. And that's and, like, exactly what happens. They get a couple of hammers. They have a cool Thor reference, uh, and they just start going to work <laughs> on the riddle. right under the piano. You know. Yeah, and I mean we don't have to talk about it because again, it's probably just going to be for the prequel. But should we assume or guess that Reese is going to be the start of? The Asgata Ice Nation. I thought or? we were assuming command. He's the commander. Like, in well, that's what we were assuming at first. But now, like, who else is going to know the stones there to go back to it? Well, Callie knows, right? Yeah, right. So, but why would they put? Uh, so she's tree crew. Yeah, so I guess Callie could just tell somebody, yeah. and then it, and then they defect to Ice Nation because we know Ice Nation. The one other thing against it being Reese is that Ice Nation has never had a Nightblood, never had a, a commander Nightblood. Oh, knife leader. I don't know. So maybe, and yeah. that's why they've always had kings and queens. I don't think I knew that. I yeah, that's that you dropping yeah. knowledge right now. They've always <laughs> had the kings and queens, and they've always been separate until Lexa brought them in. They were always separate. He's and reading that's the why people think it's like Reese versus. Honestly, shit. <laughs> I hope I'm right. Yeah, now. we see you. God damn. <laughs> Someone's you writing that, that in right? the wiki. Yet. They're listening 100%, to the podcast. Like, 100%. We got to put this in the wiki. Yeah, fix this if, I'm, if we're wrong, Instagram yeah. or Twitter. Yeah. Like. <laughs> All right, so let's get to the dramatic scene because we're going to skip back to a little. I think another flash to Bardo happens, and we're back in the piano room, and they're making a little bit of progress. The stone's not unveiled yet, and Amori starts bleeding extra hard from her. Ooh. It's from the. It's from the leg. It's from her. I thought it was from her stomach. Yeah, yeah it was from her stomach. Yeah. 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 Jason, were you around for any of these like scenes or no? Not only was I not around, and this is a true story that I probably shouldn't tell for future employment purposes, <laughs> but I didn't read a single fucking word of the Sanctum stuff. <laughs> um, so if Weird. Levitt didn't know it, I didn't read it. Well, um, I feel like that makes sense. That's yeah, that's, that's, that's that was. For, 
it was for two. It was for the purpose of saving a storyline for when I'm watching. Yeah, exactly. Right, because if I didn't need to know the sanctum stuff, then I preferred to just watch it live for the first mm-hmm. time. Um, but no, I did not know. <laughs> I did not know any of that stuff was going on. I I thought Amori was going to uh, die this episode as well. Yeah, especially because they're that. certainly they're certainly not shy about killing characters off right now, and mm-hmm. you know. It, you got one episode left in the entire series of an apocalyptic show. Yeah, Odds are people are going to start like dying throughout the season. So, Yeah, I mean, if I would have had to put money on who I thought Maddie versus Amori, I would have said Amori is definitely the one dying. Mm-hmm. That's what, that would have been yeah. my guess. Mm-hmm. Are we really... So I mean, Jackson I and Miller, there, but... Jackson, Miller, Murphy and Amori are the two couples that are solid love stories that are... <laughs> Like you and Octavia, I know it's we love it, we stand it, love Tavia forever. But I mean, like, what is the point of killing Amori? Uh, truly, what is the point? What is the plot progression? Well, to make I mean, sad. I, honestly, I if you go back, what's the plot progression of Gabriel dying or Bellamy dying? But still. I would have loved. It's probably not going to happen, but I would have loved if this was the last piece that needed to happen for Murphy to to become the final person, like the person that he needed to be to pass the test and be the one to do it for humanity because he like Mm. transitioned in the most perfect character arc from beginning to end and losing the only person he cares about in the universe. And he says that literally. That could have been an amazing way to do it. But I also don't think Amori's going to die. Oh, me neither. Now that she's alive, no way. Yeah, now that they saved her or brought her back to Sanctum, she's fine. Yeah, I mean, you can't hang that possibility in front of us for 45 minutes, not give it to us, and then give it to us the next episode. (laughs) I mean, they've done some questionable things, so maybe, but I don't think that's going to happen. And also, I'm just going to clap back. Uh, Gabriel's death didn't have anything to do with the plot. That was just, that was his, that was his full circle ending. Yeah, okay. no, I'm good with Gabriel. Yeah, I agreed. I thought Gabriel. I thought Gabriel's death was the best I've seen in a long time. Yeah, it was amazing. It's sad though. Well, that's well yeah, but that's his, that's his story. His story is a story yeah, of tragedy. Yeah, it's true. He but I, no, see, I've been season. thinking of Gabriel's death as like the only reason he died is because he was protecting Maddie, who gave herself up anyway, and that's what I meant by that. Not okay. not that. He, yeah. I mean, he lived a thousand fucking. Years. Yeah, he's been he's been looking <laughs> for a place to to rest his soul. <laughs> yeah. yeah. R.I.P. Gabe, we love you. Yeah. All right. So back to where we pick off. We have Raven and Murphy have been going at this stone. Uh, Just you know, crushing whatever. it. Going oh for the stone. God. Yeah. And Jackson realizes that if Raven doesn't help pump up Amori's psychology, like psyche state, mm-hmm. she's going to die. And that's, you know, half the part of recovery yeah. is what he tells her. I love so that she was originally offended because she didn't want to be seen as like limited yeah. and handicapped so the second jackson tells her the reason she just flips her whole vibe i thought that was amazing by lindsey morgan mm-hmm. so cool she goes right over there and they have just the best emotional reminiscing scene about the six years on the ring their family she says like i love you to raven like assist like all of this is so good when i think back on this season down the line whatever i the things i'll remember are the early bardo stuff and mm, beta 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 skyring skyring sky yep. And and this scene, I this scene was so good when she's like, I love you. You know that, right? I was like, shut the fuck up (laughs) right now, because Amori never like you never see her bond with anybody but Murphy, really. I mean, you see that they're friends, but this felt like I was like, I need a spinoff of this. Like, I would watch these two for forever. And that is an incredible feat considering we got nothing prior basically nothing and it's funny that you're saying that because i think i don't know if you agreed with us i'm pretty sure you were good with it 
But I'm, a lot of us weren't happy with the Raven Echo scene where she talks her down. Almost in the no, same I exact, loved it. Yeah, I was the one who was like, it, I'm yeah. obsessed with this. Yeah, I, I, we didn't see it. I don't think that was the same kind of emotion. Like, it, it's pretty much the same scenario. Mm-hmm. One is keep the girl alive. The other one's keep her from killing everybody. But, like, you're trying to talk her down and say, sit, you know, I don't know. But, yeah, the Amori one was phenomenal. Yeah, Raven just walked yeah. right up to her. It's like, hey, don't get up. Like, <laughs> And to piggyback off that, too, there's a moment there where Raven tells Amori that she loves her. Mm-hmm. And then there was a really quick beat of like the joy that it gave Amori to hear that Raven loved her. Cause like the character is just, has just always been seeking love and acceptance and family. Mm-hmm. Exactly. It's freaking and, enough, right. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. And that was the first time for us anyway, that we heard anybody other than Murphy say that they loved Amori and like she was family and whatever. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't that long ago that they were like thinking about is Amori going to be the one that we sacrifice yes! for the oh nightblood serum? And yeah, holy the radiation! Shit. Like in the in the season four ending, yeah. like before the prime file. Holy shit! Yeah, mm-hmm. so it's a, it's a nice yeah picture of Amori like when they were in the house and it's just Murphy, Amori, and Clark, and Amori like kill, basically kills that guy by saying he like did shit to her or whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, what a yeah, what a wow Jimmy, survivor mode, you know. I mean, it, it couldn't be style. anybody at <laughs> Cockroach Stop. It couldn't really be anybody but Raven. I mean, they have that like whole student mentor relationship. Yeah. Hell, you know, uh, um, Amori. Not she, not that she didn't have a purpose, but I feel like she almost felt useless within the group, or like an outcast even within the group. And now, you know, she was flying the spaceship, and she's been doing all this tech stuff. So it was nice that Raven was the one that gave that to her. And that plays really yeah. well into what she ends this conversation with Raven talking about begging Raven to say, like, once you guys uncover this stone, you have to go to Bardo. Don't even worry about me. Don't take me to Sanctum. You need to go save everybody else. I'm mm. not worth it. And she also puts it on Raven. Like, you are similar to Clark. You made the big decision mm. and that way lives. And yeah. You can do this again. And yeah, we get another hatch mentioned. Another hatch. Jesus, man. Yeah, yeah. I can't believe that. <laughs> yeah, they really mentioned him the last, like, four or five <laughs> he gets more mentions that. than he does just like speaking words. Yeah, right. <laughs> but going back to what you said about Amori mattering, picture like back when Clark was making the list yeah. for who was going to survive that like 100 people list. Living in this like post-apocalyptic world, if you don't have a purpose, you do seem like... And she was born that way. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I mm-hmm. get... Oh, my God. That's incredible. Yep. Good for her. Sorry, I just really took us off. Whatever, I just put this. <laughs> I just right. love Amori. This episode. She's and so, so this is the moment where Amori stops breathing and mm-hmm. stops. You know, she. Well, kinda- they, yeah, they unveil that they got the part, like part of the stone, and they're all excited. And then they Murphy looks over. And she's, you know, starting yeah, to go yeah. a little So Jackson bit. flies over and starts manually pumping her heart mm-hmm. to make sure that you know she's it's like good he's like it- I can hold this I can hold this down for a little bit. It's a good thing it wasn't the same as pumping on Tari's heart, keeping her, keeping her I blood the going. Same exact thing. <laughs> that like black blood. I was like, oh god. I yeah. thought exactly the same thing. But you got to say uh, Raven's line because she's like, "I'm saving you, and then I'm going to save everyone else." That's my thing too. After she was like, yep. "I'm stubborn," that's my thing. Yeah. I love. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, that's my thing too. Raven has been the character where it's like, we need someone to save the day. Yeah. Click. Yep. Add Raven. Cue Raven. So I, I my co- my comment is really my god she better survive this I swear to fucking god <laughs> <laughs> that takes us to the last scene 
I call them injury crew just because they're all yeah. dealing with, with injury. <laughs> injury crew. Yeah. Nice note taking injury crew. <laughs> you got to You got to come up with these patterns to start identifying yeah. things when you're taking notes like this. Yeah. So it's just easiest to group them like that. And they finally uncover enough of the stone to put in the code. And when I was telling Kathleen before the episode, if that stone was flipped upside down when it went yeah, under, they're screwed. Yeah. everyone's dead. Like yeah. this is just not happening anymore. That's Very convenient it. signal placing. Yeah. Oh yeah, on that stone. They got gonna, like how much of the surface area of the stone did they possibly get out of the ground? <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say of all the things that I bitch about, I was gonna let that one go, but <laughs> that's no, the one thing yeah, I bitch about was to loop Yeah. So they finally get it open enough, or uh, they unveil it enough. They hit the earth. I mean, sanctum anomaly bridge. And the last thing we see is all of them just walk right through it. Yeah, and it's important that Murphy gives that thank you to Jackson. And then that he says, good... we'll come back from Miller. Yeah, yeah. what a great Thank line. God. True. Jackson riding the stretcher, <laughs> pumping Amori's heart. That was a great shot. <laughs> Truly. That was totally Sachin's favorite episode of Jackson. It yeah, it had to be. be. Yeah. yeah, that was incredible. I'm so glad we got that. So I guess final thoughts on that because we don't get anything else on this storyline. What do you guys think? Is Maury's definitely? I think she's going to live because I think if transcendence is real, it's going to save her on her deathbed. I think at this point, if she, if she's alive, she's going to stay alive. Or she could alive. just get, I guess, saved yeah. by the by do the we medical. What transcendence? I'm so confused. Oh, okay, we'll talk about Let's that. Talk about the end. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I always look say at Jason smile about, a little bit. about this part, not transcendence. About the only thing that I will say is that I think that next episode is going to be. Uh, Jackson's favorite episode. I hope so, like so. next ep- next episode is going to be the episode where he saves her. That's true. Theoretically, yeah. I just don't think they're going to give a lot of the non Clark Octavia characters as much face time because we need to deal with Shade Hayda. We you need don't to even deal know. with who knows anymore. Yeah, who knows anymore? I, I guess you're right. Yeah, I mean they might, they might not have the same amount of screen time. And again, I genuinely don't know. But the, <laughs> but the content in next episode, I think, might be Sachin's favorite stuff. Okay. Mm. He did say like specifically I, for Jackson himself, though, like the mm-hmm. character Jackson, not. I don't know. Not overall. Yeah, we asked. We asked favorite overall and favorite for him okay. as right. Jackson. It was worded kind of weird. Yeah. yeah. Whatever. Whatever. We're new to this. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we don't know. God damn it, guys. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You ready to get through the, yeah. the meat and potatoes of this episode? Oh, my God. Yeah, let's get into it. <clears throat> so we are going to pick back up after the Bardo bomb again, except in the fighting pit ring. Yep. And what we have is, of course, we, all right, Jason, we got we to gotta complain for a little bit because I didn't get to complain enough about it on the last episode that the nano tags. Yeah. That was kind of that was kind of out of left field. I wish they just hinted at him a little mm. bit more earlier in the season. At least planted some. So seeds. many chances to talk about it if they wanted to earlier in the season. And th- that's just exactly how this scene starts. Like Clark and Oct- Octavia go right for the two pills that are left. They pop them and it doesn't work. Right. To add more layers to the last minute concept that they just kind of threw in there, they somehow know that, or they guess that someone on Bardo needs mm-hmm. to pull them through. And that's when Octavia says the line about her inside man, right? Or is that is that the next scene? So, okay, so this is what happened. Octavia says, you'll need an inside man, which I thought she meant herself. And then I like that nod because that's like a Levitt nod. Because in the early episodes on um, Beta or Skyring, mm-hmm. they kept saying inside man. We're like, who the fuck's the inside man? Yeah. And of course, we now we know it is Levitt. <laughs> yeah. Is so what I thought was she <clears throat> meant herself, but then later... Octavia keeps making these things like they're taking their goddamn time. Oh yeah, I knew I took it as Levitt right away. No, I thought it was her. Uh, Jason, what do you think? 
I thought she was throwing shade at Levitt. That's what uh, I thought. Yeah, no. I, I She's like, didn't this guy hurry his ass up? What the hell is going on? <laughs> no, but when she takes, she wants to take the pill and she says, you'll need an inside man. Mm-hmm. I thought, like, I, she's like, I've been all around. You don't know shit, uh, no, shit I, about Bardock. I just assumed it's Octavia and I have Levitt as my inside partner, man. inside of man. You are the inside man. I am the inside man. <laughs> um, I, I don't, those nanotags, I think, could it potentially be a bill thing? Like, they're specifically bills. That's why the rest of the Bardo and Bardonian, but I should probably know what we're called, but I don't. <laughs> the people on Bardo, uh, maybe that's why they don't know of them or have them. Potentially. I would like that more because, like you're saying, we didn't see them until Bill arrived. Yeah. yeah. And then he, he was, just, it was just for him. He just so half assedly was like, have more faith. And like yeah. a like, friggin' dildo just. <laughs> disappears yeah well it is a society built on like the hierarchy of knowledge where like people at the mm. top you know have all of it people at the bottom have none of it and have to work your way up so that's plausible. i think that's very true. i think the funny part from last episode that someone said is just like oh he just like had it on his person the whole time they had him like in as a prisoner on San- well he wasn't a prisoner on sanctum until no, he, he became not. a prisoner but it's like he just like has him in his back pocket and then he's like oh perfect timing mm-hmm. <laughs> Whatever. That one. well yeah you go for it when clark has the gun already pointed at him that's not good but yeah. you know there's a little bit of a distraction either way after. when the when the pills don't work right away Clark starts freaking out. Like you could see her mentally deteriorating and she's mm. just go. I'm scared. She is going towards Darth Clark, but yeah, Darth it, Clark. it could happen, but I'm not scared of that. I'd be fine with it. Yeah. I, I like it. No, <laughs> what? somebody posted a picture of an early Clark from season two and even a one picture. Like I was like, that's not the Clark I know now. I've, I haven't seen her in a while. Well, you're saying that because I think, like, if you want to do the parallel that we've done before to Game of Thrones with Daenerys, we said that was out of nowhere. I don't think Clark is out of nowhere. This is turning, better fleshed yeah, out for sure. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It makes more sense. Yeah. I agree. I, Especially after she killed Bellamy. Yeah. Like, you killed Bellamy for Maddie. You did everything that you've done for Maddie, and now assuming Maddie's gone, I think it makes perfect sense that she's going to lose her shit. Yeah, and I mean, I'm, I don't need to talk about it too much because we did last episode, but she's her character, quote-unquote, growth is in the wrong direction because she used to be like, oh, no, I'm not... I put the gun up to Bellamy and not kill him because she cares about him. Now, it's way less time, way less thinking, and I'm just going to shoot him. After we already talked about how season five, the whole moral of the story was Maddie taught her, don't sacrifice everyone for me and she killed i just think if you're gonna sacrifice everything for maddie you gotta put a little bit of clark and maddie in the storyline this season in the 16 episodes you gotta do it i mean i get it they were together alone six years on earth i I totally get it it's the same connection talking about when you're bringing up raven and amori it's like that off-screen development happened and you just have to just take it at face value well i took it in i took it in season five and and enjoyed it and then now it just that's why i'm not connecting with it as much i just think the other problem was maddie was cast aside when she didn't have anything really to do she was just with therapist jackson and (laughs) which we loved right of course (laughs) we love it but doing just her drawings and stuff she wasn't with clark at all you know i mean we loved the scene when they finally got back together and saw each other but but yeah. I, I'm glad that Hope made the observation about the pills being like, well, maybe someone has to pull you forward because this is an exact, like, when 
last episode when Octavia is like, nobody came through the portal. And oh we're like, God. she was on Bardo forever. <laughs> she knows they're invisible. This yeah. is a good, this is a good line yeah. where it yeah. makes me go, okay, Hope was on Bardo for a while. Yeah, right. She knows what they have. It's like all technology. She, <laughs> I thought that was a good line from yeah. her. <laughs> I Talk guess if we want to move on from this scene, the, the one mention, one thing I do want to mention is that Miller is the one who put the bomb through the doorway. A, the only thing he could have done, but the butterfly effect of that is that Amori might die. And if Miller finds out about that, I'm interested to see what his reaction is. I don't think he would feel bad about that because the alternative is everything. Well, yeah, the alternative is, but I'm just curious. I think he'll definitely feel bad. I just don't, it it just won't be like. Amori will be alive by the time he finds out. So Okay, so are we ready yeah. for our next scene? <laughs> Cue to the so, sweetest sweet boy I ever did see in his signature <laughs> white pajamas. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Jason Diaz. With, with no facial hair. Uh, no with facial none. hair. And a very Clark Kent haircut. Yeah. I, right? I feel like the hair kept changing every fucking time <laughs> you saw Levin on screen. It felt different this time it's i was getting, like it's very clear it's Ken. getting more and more like earth-like because you're yeah, octavia you're transitioning <laughs> yeah. and now you're like, yeah oh, and he's and girl. he's just over it he's like man what's the point of getting all sweet up if she's gonna beat me up and leave me in a chair <laughs> yeah, exactly and then she's just gonna peace out she doesn't call she doesn't write <laughs> oh doesn't God. care anymore yeah, she she definitely did love at 30 <laughs> She did. No, love TV forever. They're endgame. (laughs) You're making it to the finale. This is amazing. This is better than I could have ever hoped. (laughs) We we brought this up early in the season about how ridiculous it was that these characters, Levitt, even Hatch, like certain ones, Hope, you know, she came in at the end of last season, but Hope this season. How we care so much about these characters and the fact that Levitt you know, who just came in and like you said, even didn't even have a couple episodes from 11 till 15. And now you're end game with them in the series finale, the entire series finale, you know, it's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, from a personal standpoint, yeah, it's, it's, it's nuts. Um, it's definitely crazy to be a part of, of the series wrap, but yeah, I think the writing team did a, a great job at introducing all the new characters um, from hope, obviously hope, I mean, we saw Hope an episode uh, in the finale of season six, but it was for like 30 seconds. Right. You know, um, yeah, I think they've done a great job at introducing these characters. And it's always funny because you never know like how it's going to hit. Right. And and when like with fans and uh, I know when they brought me in, they didn't really have a mapped out idea of where Levitt was going. Cause I kept asking, I was like, so like what, like where, you know, so yeah. I can like, so I can like do my job. Where right. is he going? <laughs> What's the deal and they're here? like, and they're like, oh, well, you know, we're, we're working on it. And I was like, great. So you have no idea. Perfect. <laughs> Moving on. I'll just, I'll just deal with this episode then. But I personally like the way all the storylines, including Levitz have, well, with the exception of some have come towards the end of this season. And you must have charmed them to death so to give you all this FaceTime. And- <laughs> That's exactly what I did. I mean, <laughs> I was- it honestly could have just been like you have that quick scene with Octavia. You fall in love with her or whatever. You save them. She gives you that punch in the face. And you could have been never seen again, to be honest. You know, we don't. We have oh, yeah. No idea. It's and- the chemistry, baby. Yeah, hell yeah. Mm, th- that's it. That's it. We we did the first day and they were like, Jesus Christ, we need to, we need to make this guy endgame. <laughs> this is <so> electric. <laughs> 
you weren't going to be a bad guy after the last episode when you did actually help mm. the the main characters. So at the beginning of this scene, you could tell when Levitt is just kind of shepherding uh, Maddie into <laughs> MCAP. He genuinely cares about her and is trying to make this as painless as possible because he knows about Maddie's connection to Octavia and Clark and all of them. And now you have feelings for one crew. And I feel like with Levitt in general... Whoever would be on the MCAP chair, he would be nice to and make sure they feel comfortable and mm-hmm. things like that. That's just his personality. I mean, I would think, right, Jason? <laughs> yeah, I, I agree with that for sure. And I think, too, at this point, as much as he uh, has developed connections with, you know, our heroes, um, he does still believe in the transcendence and he does still believe in the shepherd because as much of a dildo as Bill is, <laughs> he doesn't know that. You know what I mean? Like, that's something the audience knows because we've seen the moments of, like, sketchiness from Bill. But the disciples haven't. That's so true. Right? So it's really in this episode, in these scenes that that start coming in this MCAP room, where, like, the veil of the shepherd starts to kind of fall off for Levitt. Well, I have it written down that I loved watching you react to everything Bill said all episode because Mm. you're just, like, realizing all these things because i didn't i didn't realize myself that you didn't like let's just talk about it when when he's like i want to see my daughter and you react to that i was like oh fuck does he not know that this is his bill's daughter like that's so dope even so that is the most undisciple like thing that he could have said in that yeah yes but you were great in that well, that's, oh, that's the moment. That's when Levitt had to be like, okay, what's going on here? Yeah. We're sacrificing Maddie for your daughter? Yeah, let's not jump ahead yet. Because okay. I right, definitely right. comment on pretty much everything you do, Jason. Because yeah. there's a lot of like <laughs> raw emotions to it. Yeah. And, and like you're saying, I didn't realize that what he didn't know. And it makes a lot more sense after seeing your scenes this episode. Jason, I have a question for you. Yeah. Imagine you're in an endless desert with a vast purple sky. Who's <laughs> 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 is it? The whole Bingetown crew is reaching out <laughs> with one simultaneous DM. Yeah. <laughs> That's reaching out. Perfect. That's what an funniest, answer. That's the funniest part about DMing with us. You don't know which of the seven of us yeah. you're talking to. <laughs> the one time I signed it, yeah, I was Kathleen, like, Kathleen, the girl. That's right. That's right. You did. Yeah. <laughs> if there's purple hearts, it's me. Yeah. Beauty. yeah that's that's crazy but that's exactly our next couple of lines here we get maddie starting the mcap process and of course we're going to see clark be the first person that pulls her into um the memory testing and this is when actually maddie jumps in and starts explaining to bill himself who hasn't heard any of what jordan discovered himself that it's not going to be a final war it's potentially a final test Mm -hmm. this throws bill he doesn't even react to it too heavily because he plays it off saying like i I'm all in. I don't want the final war. If this is a final test, I'm ready for it. We'll avoid bloodshed. Hell yeah, let's go. And that was a cool yeah, reaction. Yeah, his, nah, his answer is like, what is war if not a test? And I was like, dude, <laughs> fuck you. Might and will. As Jason so eloquently put, he's just a dildo. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we know how arrogant he is, so it doesn't matter if it's a war to test. He's the one who's going to do it, and he knows it. And, and the more pass. interesting reaction here, though, is directly what Levitt goes to you for a second, Jason, and you react to Maddie saying that because there's no way any of the disciples have heard this information. And if they yeah. did, question the, the, the shepherd religion. So that was really cool seeing your facial reaction reacting to Maddie. Did you guys pick up? Right. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. 
for for me, what I think like what you guys are talking about specifically with Cadogan's reaction to um oh, my apologies, Cadogan's reaction yeah. to <laughs> That's a Benchtown listener mistake right there. <laughs> yep, yep. Uh, his reaction to the idea of the test for me slash for Levitt, that was like having, you know, if you're religious, if you're Christian, you believe in Jesus and whatever, that's like having Jesus be like, Oh, well, you know, if God doesn't exist, then what the fuck are you talking about? What do you mean? If if God doesn't exist, (laughs) I'm like, we've been talking about this whole time. Yeah. (laughs) It's like you, like we've all been raised and, and you know, and taught to believe this guy, which is our shepherd. He's, he is our Jesus. That's going to take us to the promised land of transcendence. And this little girl throws out this random idea to you as a rant, like a random idea. And you're like, Oh yeah, maybe. Yeah, exactly. Cause you are already susceptible to change after being with our heroes for so long. So that hit home right away. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, he shouldn't have questioned that for a second. He should have been like, no, that's stupid. It's a, t- it's a war. Yeah, I know this because I'm the shepherd and whatever. So when he doesn't, that's just the first tick on the like something sketchy with our shepherd for Levitt. Because another thing to keep in mind too is none of the disciples, with the exception of Anders, had ever met the shepherd. That's right? True. He was interesting. Yeah, I haven't even thought of that. He was just uh, he was just that guy that we learn about right, yeah. and, and preach and whatever um, until he finally came out of his little sleeping beauty slumber um so yeah now like he's interacting with cadigan and he's hearing him entertain whether or not the last war is even a possibility and that just starts to plant the further seeds of doubt in levitt's mind and the timing couldn't have been better because this is when you're digging a little bit deeper into uh maddie's you know memories I think you get shut out because this is the first images of Cali we're seeing Mm -hmm. and you kind of get shut out because it's in a very deep part of the, of the cortex. And I think you say, I haven't gone this deep before I can do it, but I don't know. We should find a more painless way to, to approach this situation. And that's when Cadigan gets mad at you and says like, you're too close to this whole thing. Get out of here. But right before he says that we have the other disciple walking into the room and tells the shepherd bill that two of the nano tags have been activated on earth and that's pretty much the most important thing that ever happens in this episode because if you didn't overhear that you wouldn't have been able to enact on, the, on to act on that information and change the course of the event so that that mm-hmm. was a huge scene yeah and actually him kicking me out of the room comes later yeah oh, it does yeah yeah i uh, know i was just gonna say that comes a little later because we hadn't started digging into Maddie's head yet, I think, right. once he that second disciple comes in. Okay, yeah, you didn't break in around. yet and actually get the images of Becca and have that mm-hmm. conversation. Yeah, so... But the nano conversation happens here, right? Yes. Yeah, so, like, the important yeah. thing is that Callie shows up mm-hmm. and then it kind of disappears and then Bill's pretty much saying, like, go back, go back, go back. I want to see my daughter. I want to see my daughter. And it's obviously not important seeing his daughter to the final war but he's making Levitt go deeper and it's dangerous to do it just for Cal. Yeah. And that's not disciple. Uh, I, I want to say, I have a few questions for you, but I want to say like, there is a moment where when um, Maddie is saying you're wrong about the Jordan stuff, she says you're wrong. And Bill looks at her and goes, what do you mean? Like, he's genuinely curious. It's insane. Like the way he says it, I'm like, oh, fucking hell. He's actually like going to listen to this girl. Like she has, like, mm-hmm. he is like, mind-boggling that would be another red flag for levitt yeah yeah big time. yeah 
But the questions I have are one, did did they choreograph you being like do 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 boop beep beep boop boop <laughs> zooming on like the brain and like being like did you like looking at those neurons and shit? Absolutely not. <laughs> um <laughs> they that was that was like when I booked before my first ever episode until the last time I ever used MCAP, that was the most like, I don't know if self-conscious is the right word, but that was the most worried I ever was filming. Cause I was like, this is literally up to special effects, whether or not I look like a jackass or if I know what I'm doing. <laughs> that's that is that's so incredible funny. Because it's so good. I was like, yeah. he is like, Beep, beep, bop, 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 bop. Like, <laughs> it's awesome. Sorry, that man. was the number one thing. Yes, exactly. That was the number one <laughs> thing that I was worried about, like, to watch the season. I was like, I, sorry, my dog decided to go play with the doorstop right now. <laughs> um, that was the number one thing that I was like, I wonder what they're going to, like, how they're going to make it look. Because it's very easy to look like you're touching nothing in that. But no, we did not choreograph it. And I felt like an absolute idiot every single time. Well, guess what? Don't worry about it. It looked great. (laughs) And then my second one was for everybody, really, do we need that fucking gigantic dagger? Yeah. (laughs) Is that just to make it scary? It it played a part when Echo murders the disciple earlier, but that's (laughs) really all it did. Yeah, I don't know what that does. I was going to say, is there a reason? Because, of course, Maddie's going to be like, holy shit, what is this thing (laughs) that I'm sitting in with a dagger getting ready to (laughs) stab me? yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's just so it looks scary. That's all I think it is. Fun fact behind the scenes story. The first time Marie Avdropoulos ever sat in that chair and they were testing the uh, the bringing that machine down, it came down so fast. Oh, my God. (laughs) I'm pretty sure her her entire life flashed right before her eyes. Oh, my God. That thing dropped so quickly, but it has like like has like an emergency stop. So it was never going to hit her, or it was very, very low probability of hitting her. But it came down so fast, and we were all like, what the Yo. fuck was that? <laughs> and I remember she's like, it's, it, it's going to come down slower, yes, for when we're filming. <laughs> they just had a prepper day to get her Octavia in the mood. That's it, just to get that, the, the heart Imagine, going. Yeah. like, Jason's voice being like, Maddie, it's totally fine. Like, pain causes, interferes with the readings or whatever. And also, it's like, like mega like oh my god oh my god can we also talk about the how non-reassuring that is don't worry pain interferes with the readings i'm not worried about you feeling pain it just fucks up our readings yeah right so you're gonna be fine yeah that was what i was waiting for us to talk about this because luke you let off the scene kind of saying how like levitt like cares about maddie and it's you know she's part of one crew but then at this moment he says that and it's like that does he really yeah (laughs) Cadigan also has a line that's like when she's kind of freaking out, he's like, keep her still like we need we need her memories intact, not we need to keep Maddie safe. It's like right. we need her memories intact. It's like psycho. This is truly the first episode where Cadigan isn't being his like very calming, very like um meticulous self. He's just Fourth like quarter, baby. He's ready to yeah. Hail Fourth Mary, quarter. baby. Yeah. Well that's the that's the consequence of his extremist view is that people just become tools. Mm-hmm. He doesn't see Maddie as a person. She's just an object with a, with a specific purpose that he needs to use in a certain way. And that's exactly yeah. why I, I did jump ahead. I'm sorry about that earlier, but at the end of this scene, he, after he realizes Levitt, I think that is the line though. Levitt says like, I can do it, but I haven't dug that deep before. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's when Bill says, they tell me you're the best. I trust you right. for all mankind. Mm-hmm. And then that's when we get a break. But, at that point, it was I didn't know if Levitt was gonna 
just kind of rebel or if he was going to go full in and just be a casualty on the wrong side. But happily, it works mm-hmm. out for us if the next I mean, he does kind of keep going. <laughs> yeah. yeah well, I think, first of all, I think with Levitt, A, he's in a position where he has to mm-hmm. or else get sent to pendants or you can do all that stuff. But also, if Levitt gets replaced, as we see, the next person doesn't care as much as he mm-hmm. does. You know, like the next operator of the MCAP, what the hell is my job title even called? <laughs> I don't know. We're the best at it, apparently. Yeah, you're like you're multi-talented. MCAP. I am the MCAP operator. Um, yeah, janitor. nobody else <laughs> slash janitor. Nobody else um, cares, right? So, like, they're just going to dig right through her brain and uh, and ultimately do what ended up happening. So I think that's why Levitt kind of went with it as long as he did. Mm -hmm. And we'll pick back up on that after this next flash to the bunker scene. This is where Octavia actually says the quote, my inside man is sure taking his sweet time. Mm -hmm. So it is directly talking about Levitt at this part. Right. Yeah. So Jordan starts being the spitting image of Monty, which I love that. It's so good. So good. And Kyle, Mm -hmm. I know you like to talk about that. If you want to. Well, yeah, I mean, a, anytime we're going to bring up Monty is going to put a smile on my face and B it's just, so nice to like like and appreciate Jordan's scenes because I mean we're kind of harsh critics every now and again we definitely gave Jordan shit at the beginning of the season but now the role that he plays is it's amazing to watch him he flipped it completely around I mean I don't think uh, I agree with being okay with his explanation of how he knows everything now just this yeah yeah I actually have some issues yeah but that's why Hope calls her out again Hope calls him out right in this scene. And I appreciated that line yeah. because how could you just trust it at face value? Mm-hmm. He's known, like you always say, he's known five people his whole life. It was just a weird <laughs> speech that he gave where he's just like the toxin. I would, I, I saw what I needed to see. And I know that it's the second don't no, whatever, whatever the deal my, is. My comment is Jordan is high on something. And then, <laughs> like that, well, yeah, and then I'm like, he's so confident and he knows better. And then he's like, I can't see, say that I know anything. It's yeah. like, what the fuck are you talking about, dude? I just don't know. Where did this red toxin giving you hallucinations of unanswered shit right. come from? Like, it gives you hallucinations, but like you go and you beat up your best friend kind of hallucination, yeah. did, not did the answer to life. Did yeah, he like you get anything out of his vision with yeah, Josephine? Josephine got, was giving him some info. Like, so I she, guess you can learn something. I'm, well, no, it's, it's your yeah, own but, thought. But, it's but, your own well, that's brain. what we were saying. Like, I was, no, sorry, I was going to say my argument to that would be like Jos- what Josephine was telling him were things that were already deep within yeah. his brain. Right. Like, you exactly. know, like he knew those things. He was Jordan shit already. came out of nowhere. One hundred percent. Yeah, I mean, literally the first time we get the red toxin, it's Clark being told to kill herself. Amori trying to kill Murphy. Like Murphy it, trying to kill Bellamy, yeah. and then Bellamy trying to kill Murphy. Yeah. Back and forth. I don't know, and and that was the whole thing. I guess they wanted to give some kind of quick answer about him being what brainwashed. What answer his season toxin. six thing now? Yeah. In this day and age, we don't care. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We got our season seven stuff to answer. Yeah, I heard that. Care. Um, well, now I feel like a schlub kind of tor- talking Jordan up before we discuss this. <laughs> no, no, no. Because I, <laughs> no, because I definitely liked, I tweeted too in the very beginning of that scene how he's the same, it's the same uh, speech he was giving when he read the actual text saying that he thinks it's a test, saying war isn't where isn't the end, mm-hmm. the war is not the right way to do it. That's Monty, and, and I love that. Mm-hmm. I live tweeted that. I mean, I just don't like that I, you know, I saw it in a vision and all that kind of shit. Yeah. 
Me too. I like him figuring it out with like just intelligence more mm-hmm. than I like this notion of like the red toxins giving him yeah, voodoo visions. Right, yeah. because that that scares me for Endgame. Because if you're telling me this kind of stuff now, are we are you going to start making him answer questions like that? Oh, the red toxin told me we're good. Yeah, that's a great point. It's so it's so easy to just write it into the script that it's also so easy to just never have mentioned it at all. Yeah, I like the sick burn. He's like, I wish I could tell Bellamy. First of all, tell Bellamy what? Everyone was telling Bellamy that. Literally, everything he said is what everyone was trying to convince <laughs> Bellamy not to do. But then it's like sick burn, Clark. I know you just fucking murdered him in cold blood yeah. <laughs> like, that just like sends her off the deep end yeah. she's just like about to go she like does. freaking she's out she's like on her vengeance path and she's freaking out she's yeah. going to the bottom of the of the stairs to the entrance of the bunker and we get a really good deep scene between Gaia who chases right after her yep. you know what I'm saying about all the parallels yeah kiss 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 <laughs> kiss <laughs> if it's not gonna happen that part I right know. there it's not happening no, it could, if it happened there I'd be like weird but I'm into it yeah <laughs> like oh my daughter might die Let's make up. Let's make yeah. up. <laughs> like, not bad. I just want to say, like, Clark, did it take you this long to realize that you're pretty much torturing Abby throughout all the seasons? But I liked the... that bit. Yeah, no, that was Me great. Too. That was great. I did like it, but it's just funny that she's just realizing that now. Well, that's a that's mothers and daughters, baby. Like, even with normal people, not in an apocalypse, you realize when you have a daughter, you're like, shit. Yeah. <laughs> so after Gaia goes through all the motions of, calming her down as best as she can clark ends that scene saying if i lose maddie i'll have nothing i'll be nothing and mm-hmm. i think that could if we go to the end and we do see that she does turn full evil that's like a hint at that mm-hmm. darth clark nothing darth. to risk <laughs> i don't i have that bolded the be nothing part because i'm like wow she her she feels like she's worth nothing right now that's I dangerous. I would have been like, what about me, guy? And like all the other friends. Like, we're, we're, <laughs> Another we're sick something, burn. right? <laughs> yeah. So that's the last part of the bunker scene before we flash back to Maddie and MCAT part two. Mm-hmm. You could just tell the stress levels are way higher than when we last left. There's a little bit of a time skip. Bill is just starting to break on his disciple religion fully in front of Levitt. And, you know, he's just begging, bring Kaylee back, bring Callie back. Yeah. As as she's flashing across the screen, we're seeing Maddie is struggling a little bit more. We see the whole chain of events of Becca Franco and coming, her going yeah. into the um, judgment, judgment day. day and coming out. And then as soon as that ends, because that gets too deep in her memories and the, and the MCAP shuts off, she starts saying, there's no way like I'm helping you. I just heard Becca Franco say the human species isn't ready, especially not you talking about Bill. So and I thought that was awesome. To did bring you back guys out. take it? Because she said, I saw what she saw. Are you taking it like she knows what Judgment Day or the other side is? See, that's the big question. I wrote that down too. Ooh. I don't think so. Jason, so I want to hear your thoughts on this <laughs> scene. Well, first of all, I have a hilarious behind the scenes story. Yeah, let's hear it. So Piper, who plays Bill Cadigan, <laughs> is, first of all, I don't mean this in any sort of disrespectful way. I'm, I love working with him. The guy is incredibly talented. Pause. Now, he is the most actory actor of all time in the sense of like, <clears throat> this guy's striking yoga poses on set no, in, bet- in between takes and stuff. And I had a line, I think my first line when he said, when the, the memory goes off and he says, bring it back. I have a line where I say something along the lines of, I had to go into the extrasynaptic GABA receptors. First of all, I don't know what the fuck that means. <laughs> <laughs> Second, on the day 
I couldn't remember that to save my life. So I'm sitting there in between takes and all, cause it kicks off the scene. And I'm like, man, if I screw this up right now, it's going to throw the whole momentum of the scene. So I'm sitting there just focusing on this first line. So I don't stumble over these words. And Bill Cadigan is standing right behind me doing breathing exercises. <laughs> and he's li- literally, I'm trying to just focus. And all I hear behind me, guys, I'm dead serious, is... <laughs> and I was like... I was Bill, like, are we, are we, are do we you mind? Serious? I was <laughs> like, yo, my shepherd, can you just <laughs> go do that over there, please? Uh, my shepherd, get out of my face, bro. Yo, but it was literally right up to the moment of action so oh my gosh he's doing these breathing things and i'm trying my best not to laugh and then they yell action and i'm like oh shit that's right i'm like stressed or something yeah let's go back to acting i was like that, jesus christ it would have oh been perfect God. if when they said action you just started going <laughs> <laughs> i was like oh is this not is this not what we're doing? <laughs> did you just improv the other line which one? Wait, wait, what? Did you say the gamma? No. Yeah, yeah, no, no, I said it. No, you said, he said oh, it. Yeah, okay, yeah, okay, yeah, okay. yeah. I said it, but like, whoo, was it a struggle <laughs> to get that one line? <laughs> nice. Did it take you for the one take? No, I actually didn't. Hmm. So, little humble brag here. I actually didn't flub it once, but we all we always do a whole shit ton of takes, so it would have oh, been yeah. fine regardless. Okay. Yeah. But well, the breathing that, exercise was killing me. It was absolutely hilarious. Even that's like, you're really going to make me do this line? like 10 times yeah well that's the thing when it gets super sci-fi um like the the dialogue gets like very like technical it's always hard to remember it because it's so foreign Mm -hmm. um like i can remember everyday chit chat there's pages and pages no problem but like Mm -hmm. you give me one little line where it's like extrasynaptic gaba receptor (laughs) and i need like 24 hours to study the one line well, you're nailing what, it now. That's why it's got to be tough when they're speaking Trigatus Lang oh, to yeah. have to memorize it like that. Unless, because mm. I don't think we ever, like, because Sarah Thompson said that she didn't think it was like a language they could figure out. So you're just memorizing words. Yeah. Sounds. Like, yeah, and sounds. Yeah. You go on the, the Wikipedia, yeah. they have like a legit everything like, held out. Like there's rules to the amazing. language and stuff. Kyle, yeah, Kyle man, you're the champion of Trigatus Lang, dude. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's just, it's so interesting to me. Well, because it's the same. It's the same guy or same person. I, I'm not sure if it was a male or female that created or helped create the Thraki, right? Oof. And yeah, and High so. Valerian. That's really yeah, cool. I didn't know pretty that. Pretty sure. Yeah. All right. So back to Maddie starting to struggle right after uh, telling Bill that. Oh wait. Pause real quick. Yeah, did, did we see Lexa when it first yeah. starts? Mm-hmm. Okay. You I'm, see Lexa and you hear her voice. That's too. it. We're done. You hear her oh, voice. Yeah, she was in that scene, definitely, right? Yeah, yeah she, and the scene start. I'm pretty sure the vision starts with Lex's face, right? And I'm pretty sure the first word. Wait, Jason, during yep. during this in the script, do you know what the visions are or no? No, no like idea. Okay. I know, I know the main one. So, um, like, I knew Becca was showing up, and I knew um, Callie was showing up. Okay, okay. So they show you the main ones. All the other ones that flash, I have no idea. Also. Yeah, Sorry for like moving around, but like I'm very non gracefully making a cup of coffee right now. No, you're gonna <laughs> <anyway>. um, yeah. <laughs> I love this bit though that the Callie bit when it's like Callie's telling Becca. I, we skipped over this, but I just want to talk about it really quick. It's the scene where Callie's telling Becca that Big Daddy Caddy thinks he can walk on water, yep. and she's like, "Do you think that?" And he's, she's like, "I believe in you," or whatever, meaning Becca. Right. And I was like, "Whoa!" He's watching that, probably being like that fucking little bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I 
<laughs> I mean, I and that's the thing. We were wondering what he would think. We in the, when he's asking Clark however many episodes ago now if Callie's in there. He doesn't know that she's she was never a commander. So the only way you're going to see Callie is through Becca's eyes. Mm-hmm. And then I guess if they were to spoil shit and show us who the next commanders are for the prequel, but yeah. You know. Yeah, so this is where um, Cadigan's like losing his cool. He wants to see his daughter again. And that's, I have in my notes, like, are we to believe Levitt didn't know that? I'm assuming, yes, we, he has no idea. Okay, cool. And this is when he gets kicked out because he's too close. Yeah, Maddie starts doing what Dio and Clark are doing. Still not? No, because this is where, because I, he goes, choice of words, pause, this is where he goes deeper. And he, um, yeah, they go deeper into the memories first before she starts to struggle. No? Oh, yeah. Oh, no, they try, they try to go deeper and then she says no. Yeah. yeah, and she starts doing the thing that Clark like, and Dioza were doing. Yeah, cutting her 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 night blood starts showing. She's just trying to struggle as much as she can. And Bill tries to talk to her, and that's when she drops the line, "Go float yourself," mm-hmm. <laughs> which is awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then also around that time is when Levitt gets fired. Isn't it cute that all they're digging in her memories and they're seeing all these like Becca Cali things, and you see Luca pop up like baby yeah. jasper i'm like oh, yeah. she loves him so much <laughs> at all do you see picasso i don't think you see picasso oh, no, no, no. i didn't see any deserves, dogs man he better get something to serious <laughs> she she darn i forgot it's a girl yeah okay so that flows right into levitt's plan which he starts right after leaving the room he so he walks out like all of the other disciples in their in their suits they acknowledge that he's yeah, there they're tracking him a little bit for one split second, I thought he was in trouble. Like, I thought that Bill knew that he was kind of... Well, they hover on one of them as if one of yeah, them is like... like he, maybe... I thought he was going to be like walked to a cell or something by them. But I guess they're just protecting the room yeah. because Maddie's Yeah, they're in like there. Levitt's on the move, right? Yeah. yeah they're like, like, you guys are known for one person taking out 17 Barta Whites. Mm. So we need 100 <laughs> in the hallway. Well, we'll get just... into that when the Shade Hated fight. Just out. bring everyone into this hallway now. Yeah. In case Maddie gets out and decks you all, apparently, is <laughs> what they were worried about. But, uh, but also, if I could just backtrack real quick to the Becca, <clears throat> seeing the Becca scenes, that's another thing where it's like, in terms of for the audience, well, I mean, the audience knows that Bill is a dick, but for Levitt, it's people of Bill's time calling him out on not being ready, you know? Because again, for us, he's that untouchable mm-hmm. Jesus figure, mm-hmm. but to see people from his time be like, nah, you're not ready. I know you, and I know you're not ready. It's like, oh, shit. I'm sure they left that part out of the history lesson. Oh, yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Like, when they were trying to, when they were bringing up the disciples, I'm sure they left out the fact that people didn't believe in the shepherd, and they didn't believe in the in Cadigan and all this. So it's just more reinforcement that this guy is full of shit. Yeah, you would guess that <clears throat> the disciples don't even know who the hell Becca is. Yeah. Well, right think now. about mm-hmm. it. He would make sure of that. I mean... So Cadigan has his ideals in that moment. Picture we are in the prequel. Becca is telling him, I've been a judgment day. You're not ready. Cadigan then goes to Bardo, writes down his beliefs, and goes to bed for 100 years. He wakes up for a second. We good? No. Back to bed. Mm-hmm. What has changed? Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah. He wrote down his philosophy and mm-hmm. sent it off to... No, to- he had to live a little bit because he did the Etheria trip and like he instilled it. Okay. But even so he's like, I've been, he, his explanation was we've been through like thousands of years or whatever. And we're ready now. It's like, you're just, yeah. 
honing in on the same fucking philosophy right. as the same day. It's mm-hmm. basically the same. Yeah. All right. So now we have Levitt walking into the stone room, and this is what we talked about uh, before the podcast started. We have the the other girl disciple. She's checking out the stone. She's doing some things there, and Levitt hardballs her with the classic, you know, classic. Oh, if you don't if you don't do this, I'll go tell the shepherd no. All right, bye. Turns around. And he, as soon as he does, she stops him right there. And you crack a little, uh, did he crack a smile? Or? I think so. Did you crack a smile? <laughs> I don't remember. He cracked a thank fucking God smile because <laughs> yeah, right. there was no plan. There was no plan B. Yeah. Well, thank fucking Shepard, you mean? No. Yeah, right. Amazing. <laughs> I, I love that Levitt is just assuming it's two people he cares about. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? I love that you're just like kind of. You're like, yeah, I'll risk it all like, for Octavia, baby. Yeah, like, what if like he knows that it's the only chick that's crazy enough to go through that is that Octavia's got to be one of the two. Yeah. yeah. What if it's like injuring guy and he's like, I don't know you. <laughs> go back. <laughs> Who the hell are you guys? No, no, yeah. no. Go, go back. Go back. I don't, I'm not risking my freaking life for you guys. Get out of here. <laughs> so before like, she opens the door. door. Yeah. <laughs> Before she types in the code, though, we do flash back to the bunker and we have the meditation scene mm-hmm. between Gaia and Clark. Another motherly moment where Clark actually apologizes for being so selfish and being the only one that's allowed to be upset over Maddie. I loved that. Yeah, yeah that, that was great. Great. That was mm-hmm. definitely good. But while that's happening, they think that that acceptance and sorrow part is what enacts the nanotag because then right at that point, Clark starts disappearing. And mm-hmm. then Wait, I, they think that... I Don't they say like... N- no, I think they, I think they just like, they no, line. I think they're just like, oh, Octavia is like, yeah. I'm next. But I think they're just, she's just like, oh, I'm going now. Okay, sorry. I, I that would be that amazing, scene. though. I would fucking love that. Yeah. You gotta be at peace before you <laughs> can go back to Bardo. Uh, no. Yeah, I mean, yeah, so we had, the, we had the scene, too, where Octavia is saying, I'm, I'm next. And Hope says, I don't want to be alone. And Jordan. my boy Jordan hits her with the line. He says, oh, you're not alone. Mm-hmm. Holds that hand. Yeah, boy. Yeah. So that was good, too. <laughs> They get transported to the jungle and put in jail. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> They're like, ah. Fuck. Flashes to Levitt first, and, uh, and he's asking about, like, what, where's the bridge? Why isn't it here? And oh, that's yeah. when she says we moved it to a more strategic location in front of a goddamn army. Yeah. Which I guess is pretty strategic. Yeah, right. Honestly, yeah. I had written down in my makeshift notes here, <laughs> not strategic at all. You put them, the portal is now in the middle of a battlefield as opposed to being in this tiny little room where you could have just lined up your guns at the door and start sniping people as they came through. That's so true. Yeah. Yeah. Clark and Octave just land and they just sprint the other way outside. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I was like, what? They also use that area in the the, the simulations to like, when uh, I guess it's whatever, like like a Dioza and Hope have the Mm flamethrower and it's like, that would kill everyone if they destroyed that place. They could have just... Like, say they just, you know, lobbed a Molotov cocktail yeah. through the bridge, and now the whole fucking forest is on fire, and now yeah. they're all dead. Wow. Oh, this was not very strategic at all. Yeah. We fucked this up. Oh, Another so- thing I want to say real quick, did we know that they could move the bridge? No, no. I don't think so. That's bullshit. No. <laughs> yeah, well, I'll allow that, too. I'm fine with that. I mean, does that mean we have to assume that they purposely put the Etheria bridge at the bottom of the mountain. Like, I mean, I, I would have. Yeah. I mean, are Good we? Question. I don't even want to get into Ethereum. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wait, Jason, let's have you walk us through this next scene. So this is your uh, time to shine here. Which next? Oh, Shade hated singing very beautifully. Scene. The fight scene. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> this is when he adds repairman to his job title as well. I'm telling you, Levitt is just the handyman you need. Damn right, Jack. Boy, Lutry. is he. 
Like that guy needs to survive everything and then start his own trade company. <laughs> good he's lord, just, he's just the Bardo Raven. Yeah, right. That's yeah. Oh, that was beautifully put. <laughs> I agree. He's like, thank you. <laughs> I think we have um, a new ship now. Yeah, Sorry, right. Octavia. Yeah. yeah, get out, get out. Ravens never left me bleeding in the chair. <laughs> oh wait, no. Yes, she did. She yes, did she did. <laughs> never mind. Fuck them all. <laughs> yeah, no. The scene was fucking dope. It was. Um, first of all, another fun fact. So we shot this scene on a Monday. So uh, we shot this scene the first day of this episode. Like the first shooting day for this episode was the fight scene. Just the way it worked out, I was in every scene we shot that day. There was no rehearsal time for this fight scene. So they were supposed to bring me in, uh, fly me into Vancouver on Thursday so I could do the stunt, cor- uh, stunt rehearsal on Friday and then film it Monday. Something happened, whatever, they canceled everything. I literally had to learn the choreography in between takes oh, of the other scenes. I didn't notice. To your and I, point. I was, well, that's because it was like 6,000 cuts because I was, <laughs> um, but there was, yeah, I was just like, Jesus. So I figured, because on the page, it was like, Levitt fights. And moves on. Like that's like pretty much what it says. Like Levitt fights and moves on. So I was like, oh, okay. They canceled the rehearsal. It must be some like you know one or two punches, and we're out. The guy comes up to me. He's like, yeah, no, I don't know why they canceled it because we have uh, three people, and you're fighting all three of them, and it's just you. And I was like, beautiful. Um, (laughs) And you're disarming a couple of them. And (laughs) yeah, you're just taking guns. But this is. yeah, that was my favorite scene to shoot because it was the only action scene that yeah. I had so far anyway, perhaps. Who knows? Um, <laughs> it was the only action scene that I had uh, to do, and I just had so much fun with it. We asked for it. We avoided it. Yes, you did. Yep. Oh, my. Uh, there's also, I need to release eventually, um, there's a blooper to that scene that was the greatest happy mistake that I've ever made that I fucked up because I started laughing and we couldn't use it. Oh. And I was so mad. So if you rewatch that scene at the end, I steal the gun from homie and I smash his head into the wall and then scene's done. In this particular take, smash his head into the wall and for some reason, the gun went flying out of my hand and I grabbed it out of midair <laughs> in, in pistol grip. That so I just snagged it out of the air in perfect grip. And then just immediately burst out laughing. Oh, it was so ridiculous. That would have been so cool to see. <laughs> and then I look up, and behind the camera, everyone's laughing because it was so ridiculous. Oh. And friggin' the director, Ian Samoyle, is like, why'd you laugh? I'm like, what do you mean, why'd I laugh? Did you see this shit? That's awesome. That was that. Awesome. I was very upset that you I get your hands me. on that. You got to send it our way. We'll take a look. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, that's your, your boxing. Like, you, you, I'm assuming I watched it and I was like, he had to have done all of these stunts. Not like that. I feel like for other actors, they may bring in somebody, right? Yeah, they, they give you the option for sure. But you did. Um, no, yeah, that was on me. Hell yeah. <laughs> that was on me. <laughs> <laughs> I loved that. I was so glad. I was happy for yeah, you. you. And I it. wanted it as well. Yeah. 
Yeah. Like, give me that. I think it's kind of funny because isn't as soon as he's done kicking some ass, like Shade Hayda starts singing. He yeah. was singing. He was singing prior. Yeah. Oh, really? Like he, yeah. Because the, the guys are walking up and like he's been singing ever since we threw. It actually took me song. a second to know who the hell the prisoner was. Dude, oh. I'm. I swear to God, I thought it was going to be Orlando. Orlando. I know. Orlando. I would have freaked out. God damn it! In the early early episodes when Orlando died, I was like. There's no way he's dead. He's still alive. And they've been like fucking ragging on me ever since. <laughs> Jimmy will just text the group randomly and be like, maybe it's Orlando. <laughs> Orlando comes Orlando. back to Zen. Never showed like, his face. He's alive. Yeah. Why wouldn't they just at least show somebody looking at his face? You getting into this again? Guys? I no, we're can't. Not, we're not. <laughs> I, um, what I did like about the fight scene, though, just from a story perspective, one thing that's been bothering me as a fan watching was that you told us the disciples were trained from birth to be warriors Mm -hmm. you you keep talking about how we're warriors and there's literally no footage of disciples kicking any ass (laughs) no they lose all the time badly like they lose quickly and devastatingly every single time Mm -hmm. so to finally have and i'm biased because it was love it but to finally have a disciple whoop some ass i was like okay here you go i always thought anders should have whooped some ass yeah because you know we were supposed to fear this guy and he never and actually um neil mcdonough himself we were talking about it he was saying the same thing he wanted a fight scene yeah because just to show that like he is physically imposing the first disciple too at the time Mm -hmm. yeah because earlier in the season we like you're saying we assumed all disciples could kick ass because they're all warriors and then the question was coming up so often like are they warriors some of them are mm-hmm. some of them aren't because and that's why we asked you like is Levitt gonna kick some ass or well, what it has to be because he's level 11 oh yeah there he's you go. gotta be yeah he's a fighter since one's at level 11 a janitor huh? <laughs> yeah i know just and a, and a, and a handyman yeah. it's a disrespect well that's why he's level 11 because he can do everything yeah exactly too true. So now Clark and O are in jail. They have a sweet moment about Maddie and Hope. And then kind of a moment that made me mad, which was when they're talking about it, Maddie and Hope. And she says, it's what I meant to Bellamy. And then Clark says, you were everything to him. And I was like, you're not the one to say that. <laughs> I just am like, it doesn't feel right to me. I'm like, you just murdered him. For, for He didn't do anything. I, I don't accept at all that Octavia was good with it. So, yeah. I mean, I'm we like, already beat smack, that. Smack. Dead. Yeah, we already beat that. Dead no horse, but... talk. Yeah, we, okay. We don't have to. That's do that. probably the last line we're going to get until like the very, very end. But I will say that, again, two sides of me. One side's like, I'm glad Octavia forgives her. And I wanted that moment to breathe a little because right away, Jason slash Levitt walks in. Mm-hmm. I'm like, if you're going to make that an emotional moment, let it sit for a second and have them actually connect because it was so quick. Yeah. And, then, uh, and then the other half of me was like, that's a dumb line in general. But then at least if someone's going to interrupt, it's you, Levitt. Yeah. A, good, a good embrace, big embrace with Levtavia. I thought Love you guys were going to kiss again. Yeah, come on. You deserve a kiss for that. Yeah. Right? She didn't know. She didn't know. See, that's the thing. Yeah. See how much of a gentleman Levitt is? He didn't even say, yo, I just slapped up three guys <laughs> for you to get to no you. I just, brag. Yeah. Like, I would have killed eight. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> She's like, time. three? That's it? Yeah. And Lev would have been like, oh, they're like, still oh, alive? Okay, sparring yeah. session right now. You yeah. think you're better than me? <laughs> but absolutely dead at Levin being like, I don't know, dude. I don't scheme. Isn't this your thing? You yeah. tell me what to do. I don't fucking know. <laughs> he did his part. And that's exactly the joke that we made when you were the janitor. And we were like, so 
is he bad because he's sending them outside, but he doesn't have a plan or is he have a plan and it's bad. Yeah. And it's like, no, he doesn't have a plan. He just sees, he just tries to help them and they figure out the rest. Cause that's, that's just how, so true. yeah, he knows that they make plans. So, <laughs> but so wait, cock, cock block Clark, man, they're trying dude. to, She's like, just the worst. Just, I think she'd hate like, still singing at this point, right? <laughs> Jordan and Hope. She's like, Clark's like, shut up. <laughs> Jordan and Hope, she ruins. And then she ruins Levtavia. I mean, she literally is like, all right, let's get the hell out of here. Mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> yeah, she's being really a dictator about Clark at this point. Yeah. She, has, she has done a lot of unforgivable things. But interrupting Levtavia's reunion is by far the worst. worst. Yeah. Agreed. <laughs> 100%. So they, there's a Flip great line coming up that as soon as they agree on their plan, they go over and break into Shithada's cell. Mm-hmm. He says right away, J.R. Bourne kills. He goes, well, since no one's shooting, I suppose that means you need me. Yeah. <laughs> so and smart. I guess that's why Indra hasn't been killing him all these. Apparently we need them. Yeah. Oh, for this plot point? Yeah, for this she one knew. Right she here. knew. She tells yeah. the future. And Shithada, of course, jumps at the at the ultimatum that Octavia lays out in front of him. Either you help us and be a distraction, which he initially says no to, or mm. we walk out and close the door. He's like, eh, I'll be your distraction. High King of Sanctum, man. Yeah. High King Margo. Truly. <laughs> I was fine with all of this, too, because he goes out there and he just fucks everybody up. I it was, was good. so happy that he did it. That it was such a badass thing. But it was another thing I had to say, like, Okay, guys, you're not going to go invisible. You're not going to shoot him with the lasers that you do all the time. But, you know, I'll take a shade hate action scene, I guess. But whatever. He, they do shoot once he gets no, the bodyguard. Like, they, they have that thing that they do with their arm that literally, like, targets multiple guys at once and, sh- and lasers them and kills them. They do it in um, Sanctum when they first show up. They do it like it's come on. But whatever. <laughs> not, on, not now. Not now. So, well, they're they're level one disciples, so they're not sure how everything works. It was really, yeah, they dumb. It yeah. was cool when he kills the first guy and Takes shoots the, the second guy with the gun, and then rips the gun off the thing, and it doesn't work, and he reacts to it so well. Like Shade is still probably the maybe Blood Raina, but Shade might be the best fighter we've ever seen. Honestly, I would say we Shade need Hater. that showdown, a Blood Raina Shade I thought we were gonna get it on Earth, and but we got Indra. <laughs> That yeah. would have been really cool if we got it in the fighting pit too. Yeah. Ooh. How cool. Luke. I mean, we haven't seen fighter. Octavia in a while do her thing. I know. know. It's Real been a quick long time. in Bardo when she gets sent there in the very beginning. Oh, that was lit. That was sweet. But I was gonna say, has Octavia had any fight scenes this entire season? She takes but out. I think. Yeah. She takes. That out was the. Movie. That was the only one, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, and that's crazy to think about. Are we ready for this last scene? This is a powerful scene here. Well, I just my my thing is like I liked the beat where are you talking about the Maddie stuff? Yeah. Okay. Well, I liked when Levitt looks at the people and he's like, I grew up with these mm-hmm. people because I like the fact that he's not like our people and is see a bunch of dead people and is like shrugs it off. Like right. I like that he's still like what the I forgot fuck? about like, that line. That give line him amazing. the line because yeah. that is how someone would react. And then Savage as Octave is like. That's War Levitt, you little bitch. This one looks yeah. like my, may, may look good she, on a hologram, but this yeah. is real life. Yeah. She's like, man up, bro. Let's go. Yeah. Oh, man. She's like making fun of you for how you fell in love with her. Like, you fell in love with her watching her thing, and she's like, oh, you loved watching me just kill a bunch of people, but now when you see them in real life, it's like, yeah. it's funny. It's good stuff. <laughs> now I guess we can get into it. I don't want to. I know. This is a tough scene to talk about, but we got we to gotta start here. What we have is they send in Levitt first to the MCAT room because it's going to be unassuming. He puts the gun behind his back, walks in, and they notice right away that there's no one in here. Mm-hmm. And then they see... But 
Good. Why can't they be invisible waiting for Yo, totally I was <laughs> thinking that the whole time. I just hate that. It's so uh, weird that the room is empty. Let's just think about the fact. I don't want to do take too long on this, but if you think about season seven, is the invisibility thing necessary? Like that it needs to be, I guess in the very beginning of Sanctum when they show up with, with, with fake Anders. Fake Anders, <laughs> the, the guy we thought was Anders Land- shows up Landers. and they're all invisible <laughs> and they have to, that's how they get Clark to go. Like otherwise, like, I feel like the invisible thing should have been a thing so we don't have to bitch about it so much, but... I think Levitt knew, from, like, Levitt's perspective, I think he would know right away that there was nobody in the room because had Cadigan not gotten what he wanted, he wouldn't have left Maddie. Mm -hmm. Like, you know what I mean? Like, there was nothing going to stop him from getting... Which makes, like, the reveal at the end where he's like, oh my god, he got the code, a little strange. But, like, I feel like Entering that room, if Cadigan's not in there, it's because he got what he wanted. Yeah, so if it was Cadigan and a inv- bunch of invisible people, that makes sense. Yeah, if Cadigan yeah. was by himself, then there'd be definitely the possibility of like all those hallway guards. Oh, never mind. She'd hate to kill them. Yeah. We're good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but that was still, that, that, that yeah. makes sense, though. I mean, that ties, I mean, when I was saying that Bill kind of just sees Maddie as a tool, I mean, the tool has used its, and this is a very harsh way to say this, but the tool mm. has used its purpose and now it's essentially useless to him, so. Why would you like there's no point in wasting guards on her? Yeah. That's where you see Dark Clark or Darth Clark, whatever you want to call her, come out when he's like, he got when he needed and he left her here. That is fucked up because she's yeah. not dead. It's not like it would be less fucked up if she was dead, but she's not dead. And so it makes it even more fucked up. I initially thought she was just I, dead. I agree. Yeah. She did so well with the acting of like, the dead face thing, glassed over eyes. I honestly just thought she was a dead body at first. Mm-hmm. And then I guess it's Levitt that says that there's still that there's still activity. And I do want to say that... Oh, and they say she's breathing. They made it a point a lot of times in the early part of this season that if you do resist from MCAP enough, you can hemorrhage. Oh, yeah. And you could just die like that. And not to say that I'm happy they finally showed it, but Raven resisted, Dioza resisted, Octavia resisted, Clark resisted, and nothing happened. Mm-hmm. So it was... I, I hate saying good that they showed that there were repercussions for resisting, but it needed to do that because it needed to back up what they've been laying out for us. Yeah, and another thing too is it... Like, I know, like, a lot of the stuff that you guys agree upon have, has been uh, useless because Maddie ends up turning herself over anyway. It kind of backs it up that Maddie sticks to wanting to save everybody. Mm-hmm. Like, she's, she's done with people dying for her, and she was willing to kill herself mm-hmm. so that he didn't get the code, which, again, right. he ultimately gets. But, like, she leaves Clark and doesn't just, like, hand over everything once she realizes that what he wants will kill everyone according to becca yeah i mean maddie was the only one that was hardcore enough they all i mean clark i mean clark granted doesn't flip because of the pain but she flips almost immediately granted octavia they're not looking super deep into her memories but i mean like you just said maddie was was down to go there and she went there quick question clark had the flame in her for what an hour it tops yeah, less than that probably less yeah. than maybe 30 minutes and of course maddie had it in her for a while are we to assume that Clark doesn't have those deep memories as like, like say someone had it for years and years and years. Do you think those memories would be clearer? Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. And also I feel like they were trying to like get to the point early in the season that she was having these ex like they were coming to the surface, certain memories because they ripped it out of her. And I don't know, like, cause I know shade hate. was like, I've seen that anomalies before, like from in my head or whatever, but I don't know why, 
there's a difference between Shade Hayda and Maddie because they had Shade Hayda the whole time. Yeah. But they, just the sketchbook is why Bill said it has to be Maddie. It's hard to dig into those kind of details. Yeah. Because it's not going to be clear cut. It might have been like mm-hmm. Maddie was on Sanctum. Maddie was on Sanctum with it in her head. Right? Yeah. Okay, she was for a little bit. So a little bit of the anomaly talk, like being on Sanctum with it in her head may have jogged more memories than she had. Whatever. That's like a really like big tangent. But back to the scene. First of all, the coloring of this room is so jarring. Like they go into this like straight up interrogation room and you're wearing all white. And (laughs) it's like, it's so jarring. The scene sucks ass. Lil Flannery kills it. But Mm -hmm. it's like, watching Clark just like sob on her that they, they don't move that camera. It is like just watching her sob for, for 20 whole seconds. And they're doing it through Maddie's eyes too. Insanely impactful. I yeah. loved that. Yeah. That mm-hmm. beat was awesome. Yeah. Oh man. I just get so sad. Thing. Eliza Clark murdered that. Scene. Eliza Clark. You did it. Now. <laughs> did I do it again. Yeah. <laughs> I did Eliza, it first. Oh, we you just, did. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Eliza. I wrote Eliza Clark in my notes. So that's why I said it. All right. Eliza. <laughs> Rookie mistake, brother. Okay, this is where it becomes problematic for me. First of all, I loved when Clark or Octavia asked, is it reversible? And you don't know how to sugarcoat it. Yeah, he had the bedside manners. He was trying. And then Octavia gives him the look and he's like, nah, sorry. Yeah, I mean, that was really (laughs) good. I was like, sweet boy, sweet, sweet boy. But the fact that he just, she just looks down at the gun and is like, we got to shoot her now. (laughs) (laughs) Clark, though. Is that Clark? Reactions. She's always just making intense decisions like that. I thought that was right. Here's my thing. We, she is literally sitting in MCAP. Get some memories out of, like, I swear to God, when they were just on her and Octavia is like pulling the gun on her. First of all, Octavia volunteering to do that is she's amazing she's mm-hmm. the best when she has that on her i'm like okay maddie's gonna use her brain to trigger a memory onto the screen she has to that's got to be like don't kill me i'm still here like blah 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 like well, there's a doesn't consent to it by any means and clark's like sorry maddie we can just kill you i don't think she's even hooked up to the machine anymore i think she's I just know, laying but there. levitt's right there you mm-hmm. can hook her up yeah but <laughs> yeah i i, I <laughs> I don't know. I'm just saying either way, she they know she's alive and and, and Octavia comes up to her and goes, "Don't worry, she can hear you." So, <laughs> so it's like yeah, Octavia's like she can hear you and Clark's like, shut "Sorry, up, I'm going to shoot up, you man. right now." Like I just yeah, it was insane watching Clark basically sob over top of Maddie and then Octavia like slowly put the gun barrel like right up to her chest and I was like, "Look, I mean, I live alone and I was looking around like is she about to just shoot her in the chest right now like and what I, the fuck I thought that when Clark looked at the gun and Octavia saw her look I after the speech with Gaia I thought she was gonna like try to kill herself like I thought that was what she was going no for way. because I oh. like and then Octavia was gonna say don't do it not like necessarily try but like Clark was gonna grab it and be like I don't have <laughs> a purpose you imagine if Clark just slow, swap, that's the end of looked Clark down at it slowly walked over to the gun and just, just like put it up there <laughs> And then Levitt's the like, I'm going to finish this series up. All right, Jason, Jason let's hear you. Yeah, I want to know what it was like being in that room when Eliza was going through all that. Yeah, that was uh, that was a heavy scene. I mean, I didn't do shit. I just stood in the back corner and literally watched. The, I was going to say the two, the three girls kill that scene. But yeah, we did a lot of takes of that. And every single one of them, Eliza was just bawling over Maddie. Lola. Yeah, it was, it was a dark scene. And then, yeah, when they pick up the gun to go... Also, I love the camera angle where it's just clear on the gun coming in and you're just like, this is dark as shit. Yeah. Um, and then it just 
clears up on Octavia's face, which is a little better, but not much. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it was, uh, I have another fun behind the scenes story about this scene. So like I said, the scene was a lot longer, obviously, when we shot it. It was edited down. So Eliza was crying for a lot longer. And we get to the part where they go grab the guns. At the very end, like after Levitt breaks everything up and they go grab the guns and they're exiting the room. And I'm sitting there in the back corner and they go to grab the guns. Oh no, I'm sorry. They were going to go grab the gun to euthanize Maddie. And I'm sitting in the back corner of the room and they forgot the props team forgot to put the guns in the room. So <laughs> Eliza's crying for like 10 minutes bawling. And then she goes to look for the gun and she's like, there's no gun here. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm good friends with the, uh, with the props master. So I'm sitting there pissing myself in the back corner. I was like, this fucking guy. I'm like, this poor girl is over here bawling. And then he forgets the guns. Oh, my and then God. all you hear, all you hear is props. Props get in here right now. Props. <laughs> That's Absolutely amazing. Hilarious. Wait, so how does that work? As soon as like Eliza realizes they're gonna have to redo part of it, does she just like snap back, or is she just? Uh, well, first, first of all, Eliza is very good at snapping completely out of it. But if I remember correctly, I think that particular scene, because it is so sort of like dark and heavy emotionally, I think she stayed in it a bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, like she just stayed more focused in between the shots because you have to. It's very difficult to hit that level of emotion and then snap out of it completely to then go right back into it. So yeah, she was more or less in a uncomfortable vibe the entire time. I'm gotta give it up for her in the scene at least. Like wow, I, I mean she's been killing it for seven years with these kinds mm. of scenes and crying and stuff, but you explaining it like that just take, takes yeah. on takes and takes. I can't even imagine what it's like emotionally. Like you have to put yourself there. You can't, you can't just be like snapping yeah. in and out. Like it's nothing. Like you really do have to, wow, that fucking sucks. Yeah. Let's, but, yeah. Let's, let's, like, let's watch the it. sad part. Well, right yeah. And really quick, <laughs> I can't take credit for this. You guys can confirm, but I saw on Twitter that someone said that it, when she's humming to Maddie, it's the same Ooh. song. Yeah. I want to, yeah. I, I wanted to get into okay, that too. Cool. So when she's humming, first of all, humming and like shooting Maddie is not the same as when she in, in this very, yeah. very high tech place where they could just like shoot her with something, like give her some like medicine or like whatever. So when she's humming, people are saying it's the same song she hums in season one when she mercy kills Adam and puts his knife, the knife in the neck when wow. Bellamy's wife. Bellamy can't do it. Yeah. He can't go through with it. So she mercy kills hums and puts the knife. Mm -hmm. And I didn't notice it on the first watch, but when I read that article, I didn't even have to go back and rewatch. I was like, yeah, Mm -hmm. I remember her humming that. Not the fucking same, (laughs) but, but I do love a good callback. I do. Yeah. Any last comments before you try and bring some light to this podcast? Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Last comment. Uh, Octavia is like, are you sure you want to do this? Levitt? Uh, You've spent your whole life on this. And he's like, before you, I didn't have a life. Yeah. Ooh. Ooh. Levitt's a sweetie. Yes. Levitavia, baby. Yes. Um, this, this episode was, here's the underlying battles in this episode that nobody picked up on. It was Murphy trying to out-romance Levitt. Failed. <laughs> and then it was also, good try, Richard, but not today. <laughs> not also, today. you have 
friggin' Levitt's fight scene, the only fight scene he gets, and then you give Shade Head a, a dope-ass fight scene right <laughs> after. I was like, come on. That's so funny. <laughs> I, was, I was like, what the hell? And then, like, even when I felt mad at that scene, and it was all like, oh, before you, I didn't have a life. And then I watched the episode, because like I said, I didn't read any of this stuff, and Murphy's like, you're the only one that's ever mattered. I'm like, for fuck's sakes. I'm like, are we kidding me? <laughs> that's so fucking Battling funny. Back and forth. I love all the love scenes. Give it to me. We don't have to battle. We can have it all. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to choose. So yeah, when baby. you say bring light, Luke, are you... I want to talk about transitioning because there, there's a part right at the end after Levitt tells him that Bill got the code They ha- and Octavia mm-hmm. and Levitt have their, their quick moment. The music just completely shifts as soon as Octavia hands the gun back to Clark and it starts going like to, like a little more like dark. Badass Clark's coming. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And I thought that was like really well done directorial yeah. wise. I just, but I, I feel like we have to talk about the fact that Levitt says, okay, Bill got the code. Now all of a sudden Clark's not going to kill Maddie, but then she tells her I'll be back to do it after I stop Bill and he's not taking the test. So we all were saying like, okay, maybe she thinks transcendence is a thing and we can't kill her until we know her or not. But she says, yeah. I'll be back to do it later. <laughs> Lay here. No blanket or anything like she's cold. Yeah, I didn't like on that it. line because the reason she's still alive, I think, is going to be because of the transcendence. If that, you know, yeah. comes to light because then she's going to get full rezzed. But I, I just felt like it, it didn't make sense. If you're going to kill her, eventually do it right now. I mean, if you're you can't do that and not tell her straight up that she's living. I, I can't see how she doesn't live from this Yeah. at this point. No, I'm with you. Or, and when I say live, I mean come back at s- somehow, you know? Yeah, I mean, I guess that's similar to the whole Amori thing where you kind of drag us along like she's going to die, she's going to die all episode. If you leave it for the next episode, it's like, well, what the fuck? Okay, question. If they don't transcend, Maddie never gets her mobility back, right? Well, yeah, but that's... It, that's why it's that confusing. Right. That's not the option. Yeah. Because okay, she was ready. Checking. She was ready to kill her. Mercy killer, if that's what you want to say. Levitt says Bill got the code. She doesn't say, like, oh, I'm gonna take the test and transcend us. She says, I'm stopping Bill, and then I'll be back to kill you, pretty much. I mean, she didn't say I'll be back to kill you, but she says, and I'll be back for this to do this. She's yeah. like waving the gun. She's like, I'll be back. I'll be back. <laughs> I'm coming. Yeah. I just want you to be anxious. Yeah. Here. Don't move, Maddie. I'll be <laughs> right back. She's just sitting there, unable to blink. Just like, is it now? Is it now? Oh, and, my. Also, and also, we didn't say that it was phenomenal. They had the tear running down her face as they left. Yeah, because she's that's alive. This part right here. She yeah. has her leaving. Yeah. And then it what says, the to be continued. Yeah. <laughs> Which is the first time they do that, right? Uh, there's a, is there's part a two-part one part two finale in one of the Inverse, inverse perspantiation. <laughs> perverse what? instantiation. What the hell did you Perverse say? instantiation, part one and two. Okay. What season is that? Two. Okay. Or three. Uh, I guess get, we got to get our final <laughs> oh. thoughts out here because it's prediction time. But hang on one second, because you were talking about Maddie's mobility coming back after transcendence. That depends on what transcendence ends up being. Because as far as Bellamy saw, you turn into these random beams of light. Do you return to a physical body? Do you, you know, you know what I mean? It all depends on what the transcendence ends up being. Absolutely. Because there could, there might be no more physical bodies or that kind of thing. Right. But that's what I mean. I think she's going to get saved with the rest of the human race if transcendence is really Mm. a thing because she's still alive, as opposed to Bellamy, who is now dead, will not be transcending. Right. Exactly. So what do you guys think? You think this is a war? You think this is a test? I think it's a test. I think there's going to be a war. 
between war between the Sanctum, living, but yeah. it's not the Judgment Day test. What side Shade Hater gonna be on? I can't believe he's still alive. I know. I want him to live at this point. They have so King much Alpha to wrap up in one episode. There's so much to talk about with what we think could happen. Uh, we're just going to be guessworking here, and we don't yeah. want to get gauge anything from Jason's reaction. <laughs> <laughs> but I do want to know, if you're going to put it on the line, your options are no one takes the test or give me the person you're going to lock in right now as your final guest for who will take the test. You're asking each, all I'm five of us. Jason, you opinion. go first. <laughs> <laughs> Levin Wait, is so let me the ask test. the question. Did you read the whole script for the finale? I did. Yeah. Uh, I, I will say this. Well, because he's in. With zero. Well, he I'm said he correct. does not read the other parts of the script when he, even when uh, he's in the episode. Okay. I will, I will say this. I, I read the entire finale. Actually, I read, yeah, I read the entire finale. And, um, I, without giving any spoilers, love the way they end the series. Great. I haven't, I haven't been a super fan of everything that's happened this season, but I do like the way they wrap it up. I think certain characters get great send-offs, and that doesn't, I don't mean like death or anything. It could mean death, could not, but like there certain characters have really beautiful send-offs. And um, I think the series wraps up in a really interesting way. Are we going to cry? Possibly. Possibly. <laughs> I feel like I'm going to cry, yeah. yeah it's going to be sad. I'm known to just sob my face off of finales well, that's, and sad things. That's good to hear because, A, I mean, obviously you're on the show, but B, you're clearly a big, ooh, you're clearly, <laughs> <laughs> you're clearly a big fan of the show. So we trust you. I trust your opinion from that. Big time. Yeah. Okay, who wants yeah, to start? I can start because I just straight up think it's going to be Clark taking the test. And I think I'm I think scared. she's going to pass it. And then maybe, I know we've seen we've seen theories <laughs> floating around like what passing it actually will be. Will it be transcendence? I know you said something to me, <clears throat> Jimmy, that potentially it means you go... Time loop? Like a time loop. Yeah, where so you could, start over and do better. I would be okay with that if it's done well. So the test would be that you failed this round. Oh, and you're starting over, do it again. I'm okay with that too. That's oh. cool. you just like flash forward and it's her drawing on her cell. And I mean, the, people, the art, really, the people, wow. people really want the infinity symbol to mean something besides the fact that Becca just used it as her whatever. And it's a grounder sacred symbol. So infinity symbol would mean that it's a loop. And if you fail, you just start over and, you know, it, God, I, lo- I don't know. I, I would I like, like I would, a way for this to be done right. I would like that. I'm going to be really happy with at this point the way everything's going, my worst case scenario is just Clark taking the test, passing transcendence is a thing and everyone lives happy, happily ever after. I take the hundred as sci-fi in a way where it's like in the future, advanced civilization, they can live in space. You know, they had to nuclear apocalypse, this, whatever. But for seven seasons, we never really talked about anything with like God or transcendence or anything like that. So I just feel like that's like a thing that is just being pushed at the very end. There's never been any like mystical stuff through six seasons. I would agree I mean, even, with you. Even though didn't see the white light and Becca go through it and react. To but the that, white that light. I know that. But what I'm saying is that season seven. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. So I'm yeah. saying is the beams of light that that Bellamy saw and the fact that that's going to not be a simulation and he prayed and the clouds lifted and he's all good in Etheria because he prayed. That's going to be real. I don't know that I'm okay with that. Just because they don't <laughs> confirm it's a simulation doesn't mean it was not. Well, uh, yeah, I mean, I, a lot gonna, of people I'm think... I'm going to die on that hill. That I hope so, man. <laughs> yeah. All right, Case Ping, what do you got? 
Um, I want to shout out B Tom's from last episode when he said Jared should take the test because it's just <laughs> still so fucking funny to me. But are we doing who we want to take the test or who think we there think there will be a test? And if there is, give me who you think is taking it. I'm gonna be on. There is definitely a test because Becca saw something and I, I trust her. There's She's something. She's a very sound scientific mind. I trust her. If I could, I don't know how the how they're gonna converge, but I, I would like to have murphy take it is what i want that's the dream that's the dream Mm -hmm. and i'm just gonna end it there but realistically if i have to like bet money on it probably clark Clark. okay kyle um i mean yeah kathleen kind of just took the words out of my mouth but jimmy i really like no okay besides jerry all the jerry is my boy uh jimmy i like what you're talking about with the the infinity symbol and how you know failing sends you back to the beginning i would be okay with that if it's done correctly i guess because like you're saying i mean if i i don't see any way how the ending is they take the test they win or whatever and then and then they they just become like the, mean, there's beings of light it doesn't make yeah. sense to me can you imagine like the series finale is just like oh we're all <laughs> yeah now. no like, it, mean, this show's not like that i, I want to talk about this i don't even wait know if it, okay we're not asking Jason. yeah we're not allowed right no, no, yeah. <laughs> He knows. He knows. Um, obviously, Levitt should take the test. <laughs> I think Levitt should just come in out of nowhere in the last season and be the MVP. Winks I'm at Octavia, then walks into the white light. He's like, yeah. yo, baby, watch this. And he goes and takes the test. And then he, and then he comes out like back in the fetal position. Octavia's like, yeah. He's like, no, no. <laughs> I'll do it. That'd be, that'd be absolutely perfect. I would love that. If that happened, that would make my brain explode so some, something i want to ask because you said murphy kathleen is if amori dies is the mind drive an option for her because she has one in her head yes okay so i was randomly thinking great like, observation james i haven't even thought of so that. the thing that i was thinking like to finish murphy's arc and again we do this so much oh we my put god so you much time to put her in his head no no no. i'm oh, saying we put so much <laughs> thought into this and it doesn't matter but it's like it's the last scenario where, you know, Murphy can either take the test or go save Amori in a way where he puts like he saves her and puts the like fixes her with the mind drive or whatever. And he has to choose everyone. Because, oh, like, so she he would picks want. between Amori and, yeah, Amori and or everyone, saving the world. You know, and he talked about in this episode, too. Which see, cool. no, then I don't want him to take it then yeah, because no. I'd rather Amori just live. No, I mean, what if he passes and they transcend seasons. and Amori? I don't know. I, don't know. I can't wait to find out. We can't. We can't keep guessing. We have yeah, forty-three I mean, minutes worth of one extra content. Minute. Well, I said it's usually yeah, forty-three. That's what I'm saying. Oh, okay. Yeah, one extra minute. Yeah. How? I don't know. How are we gonna wrap up Cadigan and Shade Hada? If Jason and how says are Murphy it's... and Morgan have babies by then? <laughs> we need a time jump, man. <laughs> hey, honestly, I would fuck with that. And then let's. Okay, so I'm gonna ask you, Jason. Uh, mm-hmm. But, Have you guys liked this poker face that I've been keeping here? Yeah, yeah I've, been, I've been trying to see any cracks, but nothing. I've just been sitting here stone-faced. Oh, hello. We have the video, so after we watch it, we're going to re-watch your face. Every time <laughs> so I was going to say, do you have a bank kill Mary in mind? Because we have, we have a backup, but we wanted to give you the option if you to have To make one up if you on. want. Oh, dear. No, no, no. That, <laughs> that part of the game I'll skip. That's your backup one. All right. So the theme of tonight's is for Clark, big fandom ships. So uh, we're doing it through our point of view, though, not Clark's point of view. So it's Finn, Bellamy, and Lexa. I'll say the names of the of the ship. Bellark, Clexa, <laughs> and Flark. 
Flark. Yeah, Flark is a real thing. I don't know. No, I think it's either Clint Flark. I have no idea. He didn't. He wasn't around long enough for me to be on Twitter. He was gone before. I didn't start watching till the end of two, so he was already okay. Uh, Jason, you can start. Yeah, this is a tough one. Uh, Bang, kill, Mary. Yes. Kill Flark. No, no, Clark's on it. Oh, Flark. No, no, Flark, 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 Flark. Flark. (laughs) And shit, this is a tough one because I really like. Clark with Lexa, but I also really like Clark with Bellamy. Uh, but let's play this one safe. <laughs> Mary, Clexa, <Yeah>. Bang <laughs> Bellark. There you go. You, you took it safe. Either way, half the fandom's getting furious right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So piss some people off. You want me to go? Yeah, go yeah. ahead. All right, so I'm I'm killing Flark too, but I'm I would say 100 Mary Bellark and then. Bang Clexa, just because I think that whether it's a friendship or a romance, you can argue. But for seven seasons until she freaking kills him, I re- I just finished my rewatch. I'm almost done. It is ridiculous. Like I didn't realize how good and how much they actually put it for this relationship. Like I said, whether it's friendship, whether it's romance, all the like the how much they care for each other, how you know that is seven seasons worth. Lexa, as much as everyone loves her, and trust me, I freaking love Lexa. That didn't last that long. I know? agree. On my rewatch, I felt the same exact way yeah. with the Lexa and Clark thing. How long was that? It was really Seasons like wise. one. Yeah, it was. She dies. They kiss in like. <laughs> yeah, what episode did they kiss in, Kathleen? <laughs> no, no uh, they kiss in like two thirteen or two fourteen, and then she dies in three seven. Yeah, it's not a long relationship. Mm. Episode thirteen, and that? there's a lot of. Sandbagging with Lexa to Clark before they actually decide they want to be a. Right. Yeah, I'm okay with that because I'm going to follow you. Up. I it might piss off people too as well, but I'm actually going to kill Bellark. Okay, like that about you. I think yeah, I think it's, it's maybe I'm just the residual of the recent Bellamy stuff, mm-hmm. but I'm killing that. I never bought into that. I understand why the fandom gets it in the books. If you if you go off the source material, that's like a really main theme. So I'm killing, but I, it just wasn't for me in the show. So I'm going to kill Bellark. I'm going to bang Flark because I thought Finn got a little crazy at the end, but they were, when they were good, they were good. I liked it. It was a fun time. Finn's a good looking guy. <laughs> I'm going to bang uh, Flark. And then I'm also, I'm going to marry Alexa. Okay. I'm so upset that you went before me because that is exactly what I was going to say. Same reason. Uh, yeah. I mean, you guys know on my, when I first started watching the show, it was however many years ago. And I was growing my hair out long, and then Finn had the long hair, and I was like, oh, "This is my boy right here!" Like he was like my favorite character in the first season, and then he obviously went wild. But just for old times' sake, I'm gonna bang Flark. Uh, I'm gonna kill Bellark because yeah, I just the whole Clark and whole Clark and Bellamy relationship for me personally, like you're saying, throughout my watching the show, I guess I never really bought the romantic side of it, uh, and then the bad taste of his death, which I'm still not over and was horrible. And then Clex is just, Clex makes me feel good inside. <laughs> well, mm. So it. I'm going to marry that. Uh, yeah. So I am going to kill Bellark. Although they were purposely not crossing a line with those two, which I liked. I liked that they weren't. Cause I was like, they may eventually get there. That might be end game. And I would buy it if they went there mm-hmm. because they're the strongest bond. One of the strongest bonds on the show. So I would have believed it. Mm-hmm. Peak Finn and Clark made me feel good too. Mm-hmm. Like when Raven showed up, I was like, and that's early. Yeah. I was like, 
was no, depressing a little bit. No. Mm-hmm. But that because you love Raven too, and you're like, fuck. So yeah, I'm gonna bang them. And Clexa, yeah. when I watched season three, episode seven, I was like, you better fucking stop. I <laughs> wanted to die too. So yeah, I love Lexa. I think her character was great. I wish she didn't ever leave. I fucking love oh, those two. I agree. And they I- had some tension on screen. I was like, woo! And I will say, if my first run through, just as I was, you guys told me to watch, I probably came in a couple seasons late and I did the rewatch. And then that first run through, I definitely didn't. Like, I would have killed Bellark in two seconds. I didn't really see it. And then recently, when I did my rewatch, I saw, like, I randomly was like, okay, I guess maybe it's because it was already in my head that people wanted it. Yeah. But I was like, okay, I, it makes sense, like, here and here and here that they, that they could eventually be bell arc or whatever but jason uh you got any extra things to say i do not i have nothing <laughs> extra exciting to add our um, first ever we need you to pump us guest. up for this finale right now yeah binge town binge town is now eight yes <laughs> there's eight of us now correct i have fully just weaseled my <laughs> way into this transcended. Team. <laughs> he's transcended there's the dragon ball z figures that push you over the top that we was had it. some applications but you passed that's how it always is. You just show some Dragon Ball Z shit, and they're like, "Yes." Yep. That's what um, I'm, I'm telling you. That's the only reason why I have uh, like an anime T-shirt collection. And people sometimes question, like, "Why do you wear that fucking shit out?" And I'm like, "Because that's how you weed out the real ones." Like, if someone comes correct. up to me at a bar and says, "Nice shirt," I'm like, "Hey, this guy's cool." Yeah. Like, if you ask that question, you're out. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, no. Yeah, if you ask me why you're wearing the shirt, you're not one of us. Get yeah. out. Uh huh. But yeah, no, I thank you guys for having me on. This was awesome. That was and like so I said, funny. man, the finale, the finale's dope. I like it. I think there's a little bit of a little bit for everybody in the finale in terms of the fandom. Well, maybe not everybody, but <laughs> people who wanted Bellark are not gonna get that. He's dead. <laughs> but um yeah, I think I think it's exciting. I like the way they ended it, and I'm excited to hear your guys' thoughts on the finale. And this one question I want to ask, I think you mm. can answer it. Is uh, Picasso in the finale? <laughs> oh, good question. You know what? I don't know. <laughs> That's kind of a spoiler. If Picasso's yeah, in the right. finale, then we are, like, chilling. Yeah, right. Could you imagine if everyone transcends or whatever the war is and Picasso is just the last one left? Yeah, right. Wow. It's all humankind, all this mankind. Is, oh Picasso's God. like, you know, <laughs> Everyone just leaves or dies and Picasso is just chilling and he's like, <laughs> all right. Wow. Damn. All the like, co- oh, no, none of the cogs, I guess, but all the like prisoners and the faithful that are left are just like on Sanctum being like, <laughs> yeah. Nikki Bang Bang's running shit on Sanctum right now. Well, yeah, oh, oh my God, Nikki Bang Bang. She technically like in the cell or something? or what? No, no, she's, I think chaos ensued. I think she just like didn't shoot yeah. Jar's kid and was like, all right, cool. All right, cool. Yeah, fine. All right. Well, there you have it. Thank you, Jason. Oh, you are welcome on any show that we do. We have a million of them now. So whatever Mm -hmm. you want, you're on. Uh, Well, hell yeah. We only have one episode left, and we are fucking sad. Next up, we have the series finale titled The Last War. Let's hope the writers can end this strong, and we see our characters end on a good note. If you like what you heard, give Binge Down TV a follow and Twitter on Instagram and subscribe to our show on Spotify and the Apple Podcast app. 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 Tune in next week and thanks for listening. We love you guys. Woo! Thanks, Jason. Jason, you are the You're man. Welcome. Thank you. Are the man. Thank you, guys. So-